0: Okay, hey, there, we there we go, hi guys yeah. there we go.
1: So, welcome to the Speculating on the Force Awakens panel I apologize for the brief technical delay Let's everyone give them a round of applause for getting the power back on I will be your moderator for this hour of absurdity And my name is Brian Young. I write for a variety of websites, including Big Shiny Robot and StarWars.com. And I write for Star Wars Insider and host a Star Wars podcast called Full of Sith. I hope you all listen to. And if not, you will now. (laughs) Just one of you. Just
0: Just that one guy. like Yeah!
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm Sean Rosado. I am the founder and host of Sean Castic, which is a podcast for everything geeky, nerdy, and pop culture. I am also a contributing writer for the Legion of Leia, which is a really awesome feminist uh, website for all kinds of geeky things. And uh, I'm a gigantic Star Wars fan. So,
3: hi, I'm Riley Blanton. Uh, I'm the founder and uh, the guy over at the And uh, man, hey, there's I think maybe two. We're setting we're setting records here, gentlemen. Yeah, and man. Get. I'm excited for uh, December. It's be
4: awesome. I am Nancy Schwartz. I am a writer for Tashi Station and also co host the podcast Tashi Station.
5: They have
2: more people. Yeah, I was gonna say. They, they uh, got uh, more people, yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> uh, I'm Brian Larson. I'm the other half of the Tashi Station blog and the other co host of Tashi Station Radio.
6: My name is Bethany Blanton, and I'm also with the Star Wars Report. I'm one of the podcasters there, and I also write for the website, and I'm very excited to be here today.
2: So, before we begin... You know the pause for applause. Before
1: we begin, I, I was just trying to hurry, because we're making up time now. That's true, sure. True. Um, there's some ground rules that we're going to try to stick to as far as uh, what we're speculating on. First, I'd like everyone to know that we will... Our speculation is not based on anything we know... It's all the stuff you know So we don't know anything special This is not official We're not going to be able to tell you like, Hey, at the end of the movie Darth Maul shows up and gets cut in half <laughs> Because we have no idea But wouldn't that be cool? Um, so that's, those are the, the ground rules We're going to be working on So if, you don't want, if, you don't, if you've been avoiding the trailers If you've been avoiding the news releases um, We'll probably be talking about Vanity Fair And the stuff Entertainment Weekly put out um, there might be a couple of Aftermath things because I think Aftermath sets the table for uh, the, the state of the galaxy. Um, and some of us have read it halfway and some of us have read it a couple of times. How many of you guys picked up Aftermath or are planning on picking up Aftermath? Not enough of you because it's really good. So, with that in mind... Everybody understands the ground rules and knows that we have no inside information and don't know actually what's going on with the film. This is just us telling you what we do know and what we think could happen based on what we do know. Everybody good?
2: Yeah. There's that one guy in the back just crying right now. Just,
1: <laughs> I wanted spoilers.
4: Hey, Brian, before we move on, can I make an announcement before I forget? Please. So, if you, some people in here are wearing, uh, might see white blazers. Brandy's in the back wearing a white blazer and a, her Universe lightsaber shirt. Today is Kathleen Kennedy Day. Uh, we are celebrating the president of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, because she is amazing and we love her and want to be like her. So at 6.40 in the Star Wars track room, which is Marriott A706, we are going to be taking a big group picture. Uh, so if you are wearing a shirt or if you just want to come out and celebrate Kathleen Kennedy, come and take photo.
1: 6.40. So... Um, now that we've got the housekeeping out of the way
4: uh,
1: there's a little bit more of housekeeping if you want to ask questions and we'll be taking questions comments not as much um, you can line up in the center we have a microphone here so everyone can hear you Uh, so you can come and do that now although we might not get to it for a while and I'd like to propose the, the first thing for the panel let's get us on even ground like what do we know so far for sure um and let's start with with character names and what we know about them uh and and we could just go down the line pick a character and and start giving the brief bio of what we do know
2: well we know finn right i mean first off like i I am so excited about finn oh do you have him right there fantastic (laughs) we we know he's going to get some stormtrooper armor which is going to be i'm not
4: giving this away this is mine
2: (laughs) Uh, um, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm always a fan of the characters with lightsabers. That's like where my love is. Like, if you pick up a lightsaber, I'm automatically like your biggest fan. Like, I just love that. And uh, I love the fact that our 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 mind into- <laughs> we're going for drinks later. Oh, very nice. I love that awesome. people are now raising their Woo! lightsabers up. So they're like, come see me after the show. Uh, <laughs> But I think what's really great about this is the first time we're getting a main character who's also going to be trained as a Jedi who's black. And that is huge for me because as much as I love Lando and as much as I love Mace, they are secondary characters as far as they're not given the main plot of the story. And it's telling from that first trailer that we saw, the very first character we get is Finn. And uh, everybody's seen that new sweet poster, right, where he's holding Luke's lightsaber. Well
1: and that Instagram
2: trailer. Yes. Who saw the Instagram trailer? Right? Yeah? Yeah. If you haven't go see it, it's awesome. But I I am absolutely blitzed and, and I cannot wait to see what they're gonna do with this guy because we have no connection to him. But my secret fan theory is that he's totally Lando's kid and Luke's doing him a solid. So and like he he's like 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 this is like Lando and Leia's like love baby or something. Like that's my personal fan fiction. Oh, there's more it's than
5: so- one black guy in the universe. <laughs>
1: right. But here's actually here's actually something I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Mace Windu he could have survived conceivably if Darth Maul could survive his fall cut in half. Mace sure. Windu only lost an arm and we saw Jedi diving off of the high towers of Coruscant constantly in those movies. Maybe Mace survived and maybe he trained his kid as a Jedi. Who knows? I have no idea. But wouldn't that be something? I would love to see that. Why not? I mean, like, why did Biggs join the Academy?
4: If he's related to anyone in Star Wars, I want him to be Luke's kid.
1: You want to be Luke's kid? Yes.
2: That'd be adorable. I can see that, yeah. Okay, so... So,
3: And we also have Rey, which I think is one of the characters I'm absolutely most excited to see, mostly because it's almost like an echo of what we've seen Luke Skywalker go through in his journey. We know she's a scavenger, she's a loner. We don't know that she has any family or support, but she's able to get out there and kick ass. And I cannot wait to see what I hope is a Skywalker.
4: Poe Dameron is the best freaking pilot in the galaxy. And, uh, I know nothing about him except I think he's awesome. And, uh, I have a thing for pilots, so Poe immediately was the first well, thing that appealed to me. There's yeah. some
1: interesting stuff about Poe too, though. We know that, that BB eight is his droid. Yep.
4: And he's sent on a mission by Princess Leia.
1: But why does why is every shot of BB eight include Rey and Jakku and not Poe Dameron?
4: How does yeah. Is he is BB eight Poe's droid originally, or does he just become Pose.
2: What if it's like a Captain's Santilli situation where like Poe's yeah. only in it for like the first five minutes and then just get shot out of the sky? No! Like, no! Would that be like the biggest <laughs> slide-down of all time? Just it boom, so and rough. then BB-8 is just crying. All <gasps> I'm, I'm, be, like, just I'm not even <laughs> entertain oh, no. that thought. That's terrible. That's a terrible thought. But <laughs> it, also kind of funny. It could but, be.
1: Okay. It could be an inversion of the Phantom Menace story where Darth Maul is sent out to seek everyone on Tatooine, Poe Dameron could be sent out on Jakku and where Darth Maul sends his little spy droids, Mm. Poe Dameron sends out BB-8. He's just like, hey BB-8, go find some people and we're gonna kick some ass.
4: And also there's that um, scene in the behind the scenes footage from Comic-Con where uh, Finn in or a stormtrooper I'm assuming it's Finn right is leading Poe through the hallways, and Poe is wearing the outfit that Finn is wearing in the movie. So I'm kind of like, okay, what's happening? Are they infiltrating? It's all so
2: confusing.
1: Yeah.
4: is that Starkiller base? are they infiltrating Starkiller base like the Death Star? like what, what what's happening?
2: Right. Well, I think there's a lot of handoff that we're going to see. Yeah. I mean clearly this movie is the handoff movie. They, they've said that this is about letting go of the, the the original trilogy and those characters handing it off to the next generation. So I think it makes sense that we're going to see a lot of characters have one particular identity and morph into their "quote unquote" true identity by the end of the movie. So I think that makes sense that they would happen that way.
5: Yeah, this is a little more meta fandom discussion, but Captain Phasma is going to be the Boba Fett of a new generation. But Captain
1: Phasma will have actually earned
5: <laughs> the adoration.
4: <laughs>
1: Ooh, by kicking much. BB-8. Oh, <laughs> oh. Oh, cool. How would you guys? How would you guys love that? Like. How would you. Can we get that? BB 8 did not like
2: that comment.
1: <laughs> um, you know, like, how, how better to know how evil Captain Phasma is if she just launches him like a soccer ball?
2: <laughs> and just get that droid squealed. It, it, she, she's just going to t- happen
5: now? <laughs> she's just going to take a 40 yard free kick from out of the box uh, on poor BB
6: 8. In, well, in case any of you couldn't tell, Sean is the Sith Lord on the panel. <laughs> you say what? You're the Sith Lord of this panel. I'm the Sith Lord you of the are. panel.
2: No, I'm not. I, okay, maybe. Um, but I actually had a question uh, about uh, Captain Phasmus, which is uh, I noticed that we haven't seen any real Imperial guard yet. No, no to the guys in the classic red outfit or what the modern version of that would be. And I am thinking maybe Phasmus in the silver armor is maybe the new Imperial. Like They're like the new imps. Um, and I was kind of thinking, you, has anybody else drawn that conclusion? Or do you think that they're just holding back on the Red Guard and we just haven't seen them yet?
4: Would they, need, would they even need So here, I still think that they would have an
2: guard. You know, the stormtroopers who are like, just more awesome than awesome. I mean, that's basically what they are. So If,
1: if they're around, they would probably be tied to Supreme Leader Snoke, right. who is uh, Andy Serkis' motion capture character in the film. And we've not seen... Any images of him or what he's doing, and, and I would imagine if those Royal Guards were around, they would be around him.
3: But I think it's fair to say that we have heard Supreme Leader Snoke. I mean, we don't know for a fact, but from that original we voiceover. Have.
1: We have. Okay. yeah, Yeah. Uh, there's been an awakening. <laughs> so, for those of you guys who didn't know, Supreme Leader Snoke has the voiceover of the first trailer, where he says, there's been an awakening, have you felt it, of the dark side and the light. That's Andy Serkis and that's Supreme Leader Snoke, which implies that Supreme Leader Snoke is probably tied into the Force some way because it kind of sounds like he felt something. But who is he talking to? Maybe Luke. Maybe if he's asking Luke, like, hey, let's just have a chat. In in those early 80s movies that, that Spielberg and Lucas put on, there's always that great scene where, like, Indiana Jones sits down and talks to Belloc, and they're like, shadowy reflections of each other? What if Snoke and Luke are, like, in that situation and they're, like, playing chess? Max Monsito's in it. There's got to be some chess somewhere.
2: Or he's just dressed up like Death. Yeah. He just, he just comes in and touches Han on the shoulder. Out. And just keeps on walking through. Um, by the way, for anybody who knows obscure French film, you're welcome. Uh, but, Swedish. <laughs> Swedish. Oh, Swedish. Swedish. Swedish, um, Swedish. But I don't know. I mean, it could be a scene where he's almost monologuing. I mean, there, there, yeah. Lord knows Vader monologued. You know, where he just like, starts talking to somebody and he just starts looking off in the distance. I haven't felt something since, you know. and It could be something like that where he's in the middle of a thought and then he pings and just starts randomly monologuing to himself.
6: But, so, but he does say, have you felt it? And that's, that's the part that catches true. me the most. He could just
1: refer to himself as you.
6: <laughs> he is a supreme commander uh, after all.
5: I mean, someone who calls themselves
1: supreme leader seems right. like yeah. someone inclined to do that. <laughs> um, Bethany, what about a character you're excited for?
6: I'm excited for the character of Kylo Ren. So Adam Driver portrays this apparently non-Sith lord. Can we get the Where's Kylo the Ren card? lightsaber? Who had that?
2: Yeah, who had the Kylo Ren Yeah, yeah you Thank oh you.
6: yeah, I like that. So recently, J.J. in an interview said that the Knights of Ren, which Kylo Ren is a part of, is they're not Sith, but they're admirers of the Sith. So I'm very curious to see how much they draw from the Sith to see... If their order is very different or it's quite similar, what do you guys think?
5: Sith
1: groupies. It'll be yeah. like following
6: yeah. one direction everywhere.
1: <laughs> so, And this is, this is a minor bit in, in Aftermath that they do. There are some conversations exploring sort of dark side acolytes uh, on the Imperial side. Uh, there's, there's a little bit of discussion of that in Aftermath, and that's definitely setting the stage for where we might be at with Force Awakens.
2: Yeah, I mean, one thing that we've always seen, you know, in the EU previous to the the reboot that they did... You know, we've always had characters that have been explored as being Sith adjacent. They've either you know studied a little bit of the Sith you know lore and then gone off and done their own thing, or they have their entire own religion, like the night Sisters of Dathomir. Um, so, just coming up with another you know series of, of bad guys who just happen to be Force users and have really cool bastard sword lightsabers, I think is totally doable. Um, and, and what I think makes it interesting is if there's going to be distinctive traits to the Wrens. Uh, which is what I really hope happens, which is we start seeing some really interesting traits, maybe fighting styles, or maybe special force effects that we have not seen yet that they only have, and I think that'd be really cool.
3: Yeah, like for example, I mean we've seen this with the Night Sisters, especially in the Clone Wars, where you have a very distinct kind of force user, and but I think this is new territory for like the cinematic universe of Star Wars, and uh, it'll be interesting to see a faction that's outside of just the straight up. Sith. And I think there's a part of Star Wars fandom who likes the idea of seeing bad guys that use the dark side of the force outside of just the two? Like who saw everyone remembered the old Republic trailers when you yeah. would see the old oh, yeah. the ancient order of Sith? There's an aspect of the dark side of the force that I think we've all dreamed about and been aware of, at least at some level, and I think we're gonna explore that, where the threat may not be as all encompassing, but almost more undisciplined and scary. But I, I you
1: had something.
4: I also like the idea that he isn't a Sith because it doesn't cheapen Palpatine and Vader as villains, you know, them being the last two Sith, you know, some people were concerned that oh, no, you can't compare to them. But if he's not a Sith, he's not necessarily trying to be the next Palpatine. He's different. He's and they and JJ Abrams has mentioned that a lot in his interviews that Kylo Ren is he he thinks he's right, you know? Yeah. He, he doesn't see
6: himself as a, as the bad guy. Yeah,
4: which is good, because no, villains don't see themselves as villains. They're just, you know, doing well, I mean, what they think it is it right. It also
2: really goes towards how they're presenting him, like in all the photography we've seen of him. Without the mask, he's just a normal, everyday guy. He's the most average-looking, evil <laughs> man we've seen so far, right? I mean, in, in Star Wars up to date, you know, you get Boba it's Fett, who he takes his mask out. off. Java is this giant slug. Of course, Palpatine is the withered old crone. You know, Invaders burnt husk, you know, menacing you know breathing apparatus and, and here comes kylo ren and you know you put him in a suit and he could just walk into this room and everybody's like oh it's a guy you know and, and so that's something interesting that we have not seen yet and i like well, the fact that it's almost a a just passable evil where you wouldn't even know it unless he you know pulled out the the lightsaber
1: there are uh there are other imperial officers as well we have general hux being played by donald Gleason. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you guys have not watched Donald Gleason and Oscar Isaac in the movie Ex Machina, that's yeah. yes. a fantastic primer into what they are capable of as actors. Um, but uh, General Hux, we know almost nothing about other than that he's commanding Starkiller Base, and he looks—he looks angry. <laughs> have you guys seen the picture of General Hux?
4: I also find it interesting because he's young. Like, he's only... Well, I don't know how old the character is, but Donald Gleason himself is only early 30s, and that's pretty young to be a to general be a commander commanding of, yeah. a base. Well, I,
2: I think that makes sense, though, if you're thinking about it from the fact that the Imperial Remnant or whatever, they're, you know, the, the First Order, um, they've probably lost all their experienced commanders. True, you know, they've, yeah. they've probably been fighting an ephiric victory for the last 20 years, you know, sending out their biggest, their best, their brightest, trying to destroy the Alliance and or the New Republic. And it just keeps getting whittled down further and further. So more and more junior officers who have lofty ideals but not necessarily the experience, which means that they're going to make a lot of really bad choices, which is going to be awesome to see. <laughs> um, it, it makes sense that we're going to see those characters. So from that point of view, it's exciting because we're going to see probably some really big – like, okay, you blew up Alderaan. But these guys are probably going to do stuff way more personal where they're going to go into towns and just like slaughter like the kids and the women and just, just to make a point. You know, to show you know, no, we're really evil, um, because even though you say blowing up a planet is pretty bad, it's a little tiny dot on a screen. We don't get the per like they didn't zoom in and show people in the city go, ah! you know, like it's a it's a distance thing. And I, I think we're not going to get that that separation. I think these guys are going to prove how nasty they are by being like they're going to be right in the thick of it, and it's going to be pretty disturbing.
1: Um, so the next question I have for the panel uh, of the things we've learned, what and and I want to start with Bethany and move this way, um, what have you learned that's been most surprising to you uh, in the official channels, like stuff that they've revealed that you're like, huh, I wouldn't have expected to know to know this at this early date?
6: The pirates, I would say. The fact that we have Lupita uh, Nyong'o as a pirate and the pictures that we've seen of her, to me that, that reveals a side to the film that reminds me of the original trilogy, you know, when we see space scum and mercenaries and I, I was seeing more of a, a New Hope type of vibe from this film. And now we're getting some you know, Old Republic feels from it, some pirate feels from it, and I'm excited about that. So.
1: I like pirates being around, too, because that, that opens the door to the possibility of Hondo Onaka. Yeah. Aren't you guys fans of Hondo Onaka? <laughs> How many of you guys know who the hell Hondo Onaka is? <laughs>
2: And they didn't clap.
0: They are like, no, we read it. We didn't like it.
1: Waldo's just here like, -uh." nuh-uh. Okay, Brian?
5: The faction names are actually uh, the thing that surprised me the most. Um, The First Order and the Resistance, just because the names imply sort of a balance of power I wasn't quite expecting, um, which certainly opens up some very interesting storytelling opportunities. I would have thought that... uh, whatever faction that uh, gener- or, uh, that uh, Leo was on would have been the, the uh, faction that was nominally sounding like they were in the majority power. Right. It sounds like it's the other way around here.
4: Does stuff in the books count that just came out today?
1: Yeah. Talk
4: okay. about it. Uh, so there are, in addition there's, to... There's
1: a sp- spoiler warning at the, the door it's, it's there. Not in. A,
4: yeah. It's not a huge spoiler... There is five books that came out today. One, four of them are young adult books uh, and they're all about Luke, Han, and Leia. The Leia book is called Moving Target. It's written by Greg Rucca and there's frame, no, I'm sorry, Greg Rucka, um, Cecil Castellucci. Uh, there's framing stories that take place like in the beginning where she's giving an interview to a portable droid for her memoirs. And the protocol droid refers to her as General Organa. And this takes place around when The Force Awakens comes out. So the fact that she's freaking General Organa is awesome. And to people who say, does that mean she didn't marry Han? Um, I would just like to point out that we are married and we have different last names. So that doesn't mean anything. Wait, crap, we do? Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um we well, we'll back later for that drama.
1: <laughs> I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's interesting, too. Uh, how many of you guys watched that behind-the-scenes video they released for San Diego Comic-Con? It's sweet. And you guys saw Princess Leia there, and she was there in some sort of military... <sighs> yeah. That picture garb and amazing. She looked no-nonsense. Yes. I think a lot of people were really worried. They, they saw Carrie Fisher, yeah. and they're like, how is she going to fit into this movie still? Um, and, I mean, to be honest, I had those concerns. I interviewed her at a con last year, and she was just all over the place. She was like open mouth kissing fans. Um, seriously, there's footage of it. If you look up, if you look up Salt Lake Comic Con and uh, a fan giving Carrie Fisher a coke, she just like. And I'm sitting there on the couch going like, "How is this happening? Like, right. why? Why is this going on? Why <laughs> she is she?" She's just
2: appreciative. That's all. She, she was. You know, he she gave
1: was... her. He she asked the audience for a coke. He provided it, and he was rewarded handsomely. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I don't know how this is. Like, she's. I how is this going to work? And I saw that one picture of her in that behind-the-scenes video, and I was just like, she's in. She is yeah. all about yeah. this, and she looks no-nonsense, and I am so excited about that.
4: Yeah, I have that picture as my Twitter header and my Facebook header, because she's just like... And, like, she is so not amused. She's not taking your crap. She is... She's General Organa. And I, and
1: I think it's telling that she's not... She didn't... Like, in the old EU, she'd fallen into that whole Chancellor kind of... Yeah. Politics thing, yeah, Yeah, the Mon Mothma role. But why would she fall into the Mon Mothma role? Because Mon Mothma's there.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, and you don't go through the rebel, you know, conflict and and fight as much on the ground at the front lines that she does, and not take more of a military role. I mean, you you just that experience does not get thrown to the wayside. It just doesn't.
4: Especially when you have a a resistance that starts out so small.
2: Right, right, absolutely. And of
4: course, that makes you wonder: is she, or not necessarily a Jedi? Has she been trained?
2: She better have. Yeah.
1: Well, here's my question, too. If she's General Organa and she's been trained as a Jedi, uh, does that mean Luke is making the same mistakes with the Jedi Order that the previous iteration of the Jedi Order made?
5: No. <laughs> <laughs> no and my, I, I go with this based on the ending of Return of the Jedi in which Luke chucks his lightsaber and rejects both the dark side and the ways of the old order.
1: That's but she's still a general.
4: Yeah, but she might not be a Jedi. We don't know.
1: I want to see her wield a lightsaber Dude, so bad.
4: Like, that's
2: one of like my secret fan but moments. Can, I want her, like when nobody's can, expecting it, to just pull out that lightsaber and just hear the audience go, like, she I can, want that to happen yeah. so bad. Like, I, it, it, may, it may not even happen. <laughs> I, I, want, guys. I love lightsabers, okay? And I want even... her
4: I want her <laughs> and Luke to fight together because back while, to back. while I love... Return of the Jedi is my favorite movie. Yeah. I feel like Leia got the shaft because it's like, oh, you have the Force, too, and you're Vader's kid, too, but I'm going to go off and fight them. Um, she never got to it's do true. that. Which, which so, is
1: really interesting, too, because she's very much more of Anakin's daughter. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Luke is very oh, yeah. much Padme's oh, yeah. son, uh, temperament-wise, yeah. but Leia is Anakin's kid. Like, I could see her taking off and slaughtering kids.
6: Wow, that turned that dark. She did voice. her
1: and Luke did. Her and Luke murdered all of those people on Java's skiff. All of them. Slaves <laughs> like everyone alike. Like if you're a Skywalker, Trois, you just
2: made them mad one day. And like, that's,
1: just... I'm in these movies, if there's a Skywalker, they have to buy the second movie, go to Tatooine and kill a bunch of people. Like that's just <laughs> That's in the that's so that's that in the rule.
2: Is that Star Wars 8? Is that what yeah. we're for? Star Wars 8 Tatooine bites it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> No, maybe well, maybe
1: Kylo Ren is 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 a Skywalker and he's just like we're gonna just get rid of Tatooine.
2: <laughs> it turns out that Kylo Ren is like just an old Skywalker, like he, yeah. he's just been asleep for a long time or something. He just wakes up like, hey, is Tatooine still here? I got business.
6: Brian, <laughs> the huge difference though between Leia and formerly Anakin is that she's a whole lot more mature than he was when she's. When you see her in the original trilogy, you know she's managing so much more. She's making more effective decisions. She might be really fiery. But... I mean, let's
3: be honest. Uh, Han's like a total emotional wreck. At the in, in Richard, Han's It's like, "Can you tell Luke? Is that who you can tell?" <laughs> and she's like, she has to actually calm him down. And actually, be the sane
5: one. in this Yeah, trilogy. anyone yeah. who says Luke is the whiniest character is wrong. It's Han by a mile. <laughs>
2: I mean, Luke has a good five minutes in Star Wars, but then he pretty much shuts up for the rest of the trilogy, right? And then Han's like, why don't you love me? Why don't you love me? And we now know why, because Leia's like, because you're married, doofus. (laughs) And he's like, "Oh, that's right, you found out about that. They wrote that in the comic book now. I can't talk, you know. By the way, was that not a great reveal when they did that? Because all of a sudden it colors everything that happens in Empire of him trying to put the moves on her, and she keeps shutting him down like, you're married, bro. But right. I'm like, oh my god, that makes so much more sense though. But like,
1: I, I, you know, it's it's cyclical though. Like that yeah. could be very much. Uh, maybe she's confused about being married to Han Solo, or it was some sort yeah. of. She's it was, confused. It, maybe it was part <laughs> I mean, of. Maybe it, it was some part of a con or a long job, yeah, and, and he's I like, thought. he's like, uh, so we're gonna have to appear married for this con that we're pulling. We're gonna swindle right. Lando out of something, and uh, she's like, okay, only if you really marry him. He's like, sure, whatever.
2: Right. Probably. That's what you
3: say. Yeah. Man, I have to say, probably the most surprising thing about the the official reveals came really early on as we began to understand that, that Finn is a character who's a former stormtrooper. And even early on, we didn't even know what that means 30 years on. But as this becomes more and more clear, the idea of a character who starts out not... Luke Skywalker in A New Hope, he's sort of like at the, the default uh, neutral position where he's just like kind of tired of his life and is very ho-hum-drum. But like, now we're going to have a lead character who's black who is able to start on the absolute opposite end of the spectrum. And I think that in some ways is going to like, really exaggerate the hero's journey. And so I really want to yeah. see what that process is like. How do you go from being an Imperial agent of some kind, a stormtrooper, to run in hand-in-hand with Rey uh, being shot at by a TIE fighter. Which...
1: I think that was one of the most interesting parts of the trailers. The first trailer, Finn Finn gets up and it's like, oh, he's a stormtrooper. Like, another trailer happens, like, okay, he's dressed as a rebel. I guess that's that's a thing. And then by the, the teaser trailer, it's like, oh, he has a lightsaber. Like, he's the yeah. only character that's had an arc that sharp yeah. in, like, the space of a minute and a half of footage. Right. And, like, but at the we, same we're time... Cover this in two and a half hours. That's a
2: lot to cover, but... Um, I know for me, the thing that, uh, uh, as far as reveals go, that I was the most surprised by was actually a non-reveal, um, which was the fact that we don't actually have the Rebel Alliance turn into the main government, the new republic. We have the resistance. Wait, and you the haven't government. read Aftermath yet? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 go pick but, up that But we yeah. have the resistance and we have the First Order. Like, that's what we have 20 years down the line. And I'm like, in my brain, I'm like, what if... Cause the way they're portraying the First Order, it is such a powerhouse. Seeing those stormtroopers lined up like we kind of got in Attack of the Clones and you see like, all the First Order regalia, I wasn't expecting that. That totally threw me. I was expecting this to come from a place of Leia basically in the middle of like, a Senate chamber going, I rule everything. You know, <laughs> Almost Palpatine-esque without you know, the, the evil overtones. A- and the fact that we're not getting that really threw me.
1: I think, I think, you're, I think I'm interpreting the First Order imagery the opposite of you. I think uh, Starkiller Base, having it be on a snowy outpost planet is representative of the Empire's position in relative to the rebellion in Empire, mm. where you've got them hiding on some popsicle somewhere out in the, the deep recesses of the galaxy, and, and this is them saying, like, we're finally going to take our our move back. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think they're the ones who are on the, the other side of this.
3: Well, I think in some ways... Their, their discipline, and what, what's struck me so much about the First Order imagery is that there is such a clear and distinct involvement that you have with the armor designs, with the new Star Destroyers, with the new TIE Fighters. So I, it feels like they're well established, but like again, off in the distance, it may be even secret. Like We don't even really know at the beginning of the movie the extent of a threat that they are. Right.
6: But I, while, I, while we may have not expected this, to me it just makes sense because, yes, the Emperor was taken out, Darth Vader died, the Death Star was blown up, all of those are huge blows to the Empire, but they're still, Palpatine literally ruled the galaxy, yeah. there's a galaxy's worth well, of the Empire left, looking, and the Imperial governors.
2: When I'm not looking at the, the books, because I have not had time in the last couple of years to read books, unfortunately, um, I, I've just been so swamped, I can only take stuff that I see obviously in trailers, or I can read on like a quick article or something, is the fact that it almost feels like there's maybe a third faction that we have no idea what's going on because it feels like the Resistance and the First Order are two very small sides to something that's a bigger threat that we have no idea what's going on. And I don't know if there's any traction on that or not, but it, just, it feels like we're missing a huge piece of this puzzle that nobody's talking about.
5: I almost wonder if the New Republic does exist. It is the largest governing body in the galaxy, and the First Order and Resistance is a small skirmish at the edges of the galaxy that has the potential to blow up into something big. Like people big. just, like, so, they're, they're yeah.
2: the, the stepchildren that nobody wants to talk so about.
5: So the New Republic may be funneling resources into the Resistance right. to shut down this First Order.
2: This is where I hate saying I don't know, because I want to know. I, <laughs> I want to know, know so, so bad.
1: We're about halfway through this, and we'd like to take your questions. Uh, if you guys want to come up and line up in the middle, as we told you, and I, as you're coming up, I would like to take everyone uh, to remind everyone that uh, none of us actually know what's going on, and uh, all we know is what you know, and we're just speculating wildly like, what if the Millennium Falcon explodes?
2: <laughs> this has been something Brian and I have talked about for two years now. Like, this is an ongoing joke. <laughs> it's
1: not going to be a joke when that when, when happens, that ship persuade, gets hit. Persuade. Yeah, no, and everybody will blame me right. for It's it. a
2: joke right up until boom.
1: Yeah, and then we're all going to be in tears.
2: No, Ray
5: inherits the Falcon, and it's going to be awesome.
1: <laughs> yes, sir, what is your question?
7: Hello, how's it going, guys? Thank you. Doing good. Yes. Uh, there was something I've been thinking about a lot, which is, and you actually just touched on it a tiny second ago, mm-hmm. Uh, when you had mentioned um, the First Order being on the, on the frozen planet, they're yeah. getting ready, they're, they're rallying, they're getting ready to make their first step kind of to reveal themselves to come out there. Um, if you, they, the analogy that you made to, um, you know, to uh, the rebellion on, on Empire Strikes Back, that being said, I mean, do you think maybe when they come forward they might be due for a victory early in this trilogy? Because you know, the Rebellion in A New Hope actually had just won their first major victory against right. the Empire. What if this small force, but this time, the, this time it's the bad guys actually getting their first victory against it? You know, it might be kind of an interesting little twist.
2: I think to make them a credible threat at all, you have to give them one major win right up front. Um, You've you got at least one major win, and it's got to be devastating. We've got to lose characters. Yeah. We've got to... I mean, it's, it's going to be a bloodbath. It has to be.
4: Well, there's obviously a reason why Finn defects.
2: Right.
1: I, uh, I've i been thinking a lot about the opening crawl right and J.J. Abrams has been very upfront about wanting to go back to the well of A New Hope and you know how the beginning of A New Hope starts uh, you know it's a period of civil war and rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first major victory yeah. I wonder if we're literally going to see an inversion of that where it's like uh, first order troopers striking from a hidden base <laughs> have just won their first victory against the new republic
4: and then we'll have Rogue 2
1: yeah then, we'll have, then we've got Rogue 2
6: but do we know that the first order may not have more power than we think it has?
1: I I have no idea. I'm speculating. That's why it's in the title yeah. of this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: My gut instinct is that the first order has way more. Like they they might have been laying low for a while, but y- you don't come out like the empire swinging well, unless you got the resources. I mean, they, they're going to come in full force. Riley
1: and Bethany could probably talk about this a lot more eloquently than than I can. But you've got uh, the first order. Palpatine feels more like. He's, he feels less like Hitler now and more like uh, Germany during World War I, and the first order feels like they're, they're angry about how things went down after the armistice, yeah. and now they've been gathering forces to strike back against the galaxy. And well, now've got now, now we're going to see what, what the Hitler of the Star Wars Universe yeah. is capable and if you, of.
4: And that was in, was it Empire magazine? That the interview with J.J. Abrams... He
1: did, he did bring it back to Nazi iconography
4: yeah, a lot. Yeah, he said, what if, all the, you know, what if it's there in Argentina, the Nazis are in Argentina, and what if they, if know, they get strong again? So.
3: Well, yeah, because if, if you think about the, the themes of Star Wars, the iconography of like, uh, World War II Germany is always there, but thematically, it's never really, it's never really there uh, fully. So like, if you have the idea of a grand emperor, that's an interesting villain... But if you truly portray the idea of think, of, think of it this way, imperial nationalism. So, like, a sense of, of like, weird, perverse pride in what the Empire did. And yeah, like, and see, well, that this could be what draws Finn,
6: Finn in. Finn's like, I'm going to be a stormtrooper. I'm going to be a hero and save the galaxy. And then he gets yeah. in, and he's like, this is not what the promotional, you know. Yeah, they didn't tell, is tell me, me in the, the pamphlet t- I was going to be murdering
1: children. Yeah.
2: They didn't tell me I was yeah. going to have to work for Space Hitler. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
6: <laughs> But
2: but now I have this image that Palpatine is not Space Hitler, and I'm really freaked out now. Like, no, like, he was like, like
1: <laughs> he was he was Kaiser Wilhelm. Like, we don't even know the half of it.
2: Yeah, like we don't even know who Space Hitler is going to be in Star Wars. That actually terrifies me. Like, what? How do you go up from there? How many like civili- uh, civilizations did he obliterate? And it's like, no, no, no. That's that's setting the bar low.
6: But if we picture it as almost like a a real world strategic example, what if just in a country right now? Uh, a Latin American country, a European country, we had a small rebel group, a resistance group. They could be good or bad. They managed to kill the president and take over the Capitol building. That might last a couple days. It might throw the country in chaos, but they might not honestly be enough to take the country. So what if the for- First Order is essentially the new reincarnation of the Empire and the rebels essentially failed?
1: So are you saying that they're going to take over the Senate building at the beginning and take over the government? Or what if
6: they've been in control like since a year or two or three hail after Hydra. the Ge- <laughs>
2: <Fascinating>. <laughs> That be the greatest marble tie-in of all time. <laughs> they just start going to hail Hydra.
7: That would be amazing.
1: Next question, sir.
7: Hey, so uh, we see Finn wielding the so-called Skywalker lightsaber, which... Oh, man. Right, and, uh, you know, it's been pretty well established through spoilers and everything. So here's an idea I thought about. Do you think that the Skywalker lightsaber might have some sort of mysticism around it, meaning... Like, the person who wields this, not only are they destined to lose a limb, per se, but... Yeah, no, I, the, think, you know, I think that's a prerequisite. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that, bad juju around oh. that right hand, man. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but they're they're destined also to uh, maybe have galaxy-changing results with grave consequences, and maybe that's what's intrigued Kylo Ren. Uh, that's that sort that of is King like Arthur's theory. sword, if you will. So the the yeah.
5: lightsaber's a shatter point.
1: So, uh... I think, I think we can rely really. back on the immortal words of Qui Gon Jinn when he said, Nothing happens by accident. Right. There's a reason that lightsaber's there. I don't know what that reason is yet, other than for Finn to lose a limb. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know what that is yet, but I'm sure there's going to be a bigger story reason for it. And I want to know, like, did, like, why, who, who picked up that lightsaber? Who found it in the gas mines? Of, of Cloud City or whatever, uh, did Lobot go out and be like, hey, I've got this thing now. Yeah, because like,
2: he had so much spare time running Cloud City. He was like, yeah. hey, I want to take a drive. Like, the Ugnaughts did, so.
1: Um, but uh, no, I... And, and who is that being passed... Uh, who is the lightsaber being passed to... Leia. Is it Leia, for yeah, sure? Just, like, yeah, it's got to be
2: Leia. She's
1: and, got the rings uh, on. Said that. What? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. so... And why does she give it to Finn? And what is
2: Finn's relation to her? It all because asks so many damn questions. At, she <laughs> knows what happens if you keep a hold that lightsaber. She <laughs> makes it. Oh, and it says, hey, bro, you want a lightsaber? Wait, Here, so take is, uh, it. Go on, it's cool. Go on, I take it. So it's like the ring. I like my Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the ring. It's totally the ring. In seven days,
1: you lose your right hand.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: throw it. Um, no, I mean, we're, we're making light of it, but I
2: think that's, can, that's probably true. Well, right? can I can I, a, I'm sorry, go
4: ahead. Can I point out that this is not the first time that Luke's lightsaber has come back?
2: Yeah, it's true. But I mean, like, from a mythological standpoint, it makes sense that that lightsaber, since it's going to be in all three trilogies, you know, has a, a, almost an a Excalibur type of vibe to it. Whether it becomes an overt or, or whether it's just, oh, this is a through line that we get to have, uh, I think is up to and, what J.J. J. Abrams does. But, and yeah. Mark
4: Hamill, if you look at interviews of him from, like, the early 80s, he said that's what George always said, you know, when... 20, 30 years, we're going to come back and you're going to hand Excalibur off to those exact words. Right, yeah. And that's exactly Well, and
1: it's interesting that uh, where you see Anakin take that saber and wielding the power of Excalibur for forces of evil, and Luke does the same thing, and Luke literally casts his saber away in Return of the Jedi and says, no, I'm going to follow the path of the Jedi, and maybe Finn getting it means that he's going to find another path because the Jedi and the Sith were... Yeah, Yeah. that dichotomy didn't work, and so you've got a different dynamic with whatever dark side force users there are here now. So we need a different dynamic of light side users as well. Um, Luke is
6: definitely a a huge mystery at this point for the trilogy, and and in a way, I'm most looking forward to finding out what his role is in this trilogy.
2: Other than looking just like you know Obi Wan at this point, I mean that beard when they showed him in the beard, I was like, yeah, you did. Right, I mean, come on! Like it was you. All, like as soon as they announced that he was going to be in the movie, you almost immediately mentally went to he's going to take on all the aspects of what Obi Wan had as far as like you know affectation. And when they showed him, you were like, I, at least for me, it was like that's exactly what he needs to be. No,
1: it, it that it was unfortunate that that they weren't able to reveal that Luke Skywalker picture officially. Yeah, um, and it hit. I mean, how many of you guys just saw that scrolling down on Facebook for the first time? And it was me, and I'm like. I'm at work, I'm on Facebook, I'm not supposed to be looking at this stuff, and all of a sudden I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm crying. I still, like, I it still, haven't,
4: I still haven't looked at it. I've you seen, haven't it, you looked haven't at it? it? Oh. It's on. It's in the corner of YouTube every time I go on YouTube because there's a video with him on it, and I go like this every time. But, I've, I mean, I've, I've seen. I,
1: yeah. Oh, man, it's, you're going to be a wreck.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I was. I was toying with the idea of actually looking at it during this panel for the first I time. I mean,
2: as close as Ewan McGregor looks to Alec McGinnis back in the day, um, it, it's it's just as eerie. I mean, it's it's freaky how much he looks like Obi. It's like, what? And, and it looks awesome. I mean, you're just like, yo! Oh! Um, and and uh, by the way, since we're talking about really cool things that we, we've seen in the trailer that we can talk about, um, we're assuming that kick-ass metal hand the new Luke hand he's like forget skin I want to look like a Terminator yeah (laughs) oh it looks so freaking cool man I was like yes well and it makes me wonder
1: like what kind of situation he's in that he can't get a replacement for his hand that looks as good as the one he had before. Yeah, yeah, I,
5: I, I like to think he's off the grid training Jedi in secret. It's like almost like he's totally like... unaffiliated with any galactic governing body. And
2: he keeps stripping some... down the hand because it gets getting <laughs> jacked up and he has to fix it so he just rips the skin off because it's just in the way.
3: Well, and it's almost like he's in some remote island like that looks not unlike Ireland. Uh, so... And it heightens
1: the, he like the look of the hand heightens the connections to Anakin Skywalker in, in, so in Attack is? of the Clones. Um, I really like the connections they're making with everything, the whole saga and seeing it play. I really love that. I have to Next ask question, the sir. Channel,
6: why, why do you guys well, well, think that people keep talking about Luke as a bad guy. Whether it be rumors or fan discussions, this is something that people, always comes up. Because people are
5: way too obsessed with Dark Empire. <laughs> I'm not
1: talking about Luke well, as I a mean, bad guy. because
2: Forget about Dark Empire. There is one nugget of truth to that, which is you know Obi-Wan and Yoda basically had enough time to teach Luke how to kick ass, which is he had to learn how to use all the aggressive side of the Force. I mean, that's obvious. Luke had to learn all of the true passive stuff, the, the real mysticism behind it, on his own, and from the few nuggets he got from Yoda... Because and, and, Yoda tried. He was like, you know, don't go into the, the swamp with your I'm weapons. Like, Yoda what? Uh, what? Yoda, uh, <laughs> what did you do? Went to do? the swamp. The, he, he, took him tried? Into... he tried? He <laughs> tried, yeah. <laughs> True or do not. He, oh, whatever. Okay, so Yoda, Yoda did his best to make sure that Luke got it. But Luke was pretty much on his own. And let's be fair, Luke was a Jedi hitman. I mean, that's his whole job. Go kill the Emperor, go kill Vader. That's his job. So to, to take that and to think maybe he becomes aggressive at some point, isn't necessarily a false conclusion, yep. but I think... Yes, it is.
4: But <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, it is. Well, but I think
2: at the end of Jedi, seeing him, again, throw it's away okay, the Nancy. lightsaber is the sign that he's not going to go that way. And is,
5: that, that's something I actually wonder. Is he actually better off because he doesn't have those teachings?
1: Well, the thing is, though, the ending of Return of the Jedi implies that he still has access to the fount of knowledge that is Obi-Wan Kenobi, right. Yoda, and his father. And... Presumably, they could continue his training from beyond, right. uh, and maybe he could talk to Qui Gon too. And this is something I said at the panel last year, and people were like, "I don't know," but like, I really want to see a scene with Mark Hamill as Luke talking to Hayden Christensen as Anakin and asking him why.
4: But okay, f- for f- those
1: of you booing, like the thing you're going to have to get over. <laughs> is that even though you might not like the prequels or Hayden Christensen, a lot of us do, and they are Star Wars. And Hayden Christensen is, for all intents and purposes, Anakin Skywalker, and he's in the re- end of Return of the Jedi, and it makes sense to bring him back, whether you might disagree with the decision to put him in Return of the Jedi or not.
2: and but hey, Let's spin this on a complete positive tip. If they have a scene in Force Awakens with Hayden Christensen that you love, all of a sudden those prequels that you may or may not like become more eminently watchable because you're like, wait, we're going to get to the good part. You know, and I'm serious. Like, th- there are so many times where I've seen something that happens after a scene that I don't like that retroactively makes earlier scenes much more palatable. So don't just, you know, write it off, you know, just, no, I'm, th- there's no way Hayden Christian can ever, you know, be solid. I've seen him in other movies. He is a solid actor. It's the source material. And J.J. Abrams is clearly bringing his A-game. I liked so, him. In, I liked him in the prequels. Yeah. Go, go
5: read so. the uh, Revenge of the Sith novelization, and then go rewatch the movie.
2: Absolutely.
6: So this but is I feel, why I asked
4: the question. I feel like a scene like that sort of scene would be thirty years too late in Force Awakens. Well, and we've got novelizations. I feel novelizations like, I feel like that's something we need to see, like in a book, right after that. But I, I, I
1: want to see that one way or the other. I don't care when or where. I just want to see that. Yes, sir. Hi. Um, assuming that. Since the Force runs strong with Luke and Leia, if you strike them down, they become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Of the four other original movie hero characters, Han, Chewie, uh, 3PO, and R2-D2, which of those four do you dread the most that this will be their last
2: movie?
5: I I don't know if I dread it, but Han's totally biting the dust.
2: Chewie, for me, it's always been Chewie, ever since Vector Prime, when they did that novelization. Okay.
4: There's, there's CSD, man. PCSD. Oh, right. It's,
2: I'm still not over it. 15 years later. If you watch
4: the behind the scenes reel, there's a scene at the very end of it. It's in the dark where Han and Finn and Rey are climbing into the cockpit of the Falcon. Mm. Chewie's not in there. He was in oh. there before. So, so, I'm kill my so, boy. I'm just saying. I didn't. I they, didn't do it. They
1: resurrected him from the boy, EU just, just to kill him again. And
4: they, and they look. Well, that's Bastards. the first thing I said, is that they look really sad. Han looks like, what the heck just happened? I'm like...
1: No, I mean, the thing is, is like, I, I never really liked the fact that they killed Chewie in the books. But if they're going to kill Chewie, I want to see Harrison Ford react to it. Oh, yeah. And if, if Harrison Ford isn't personally reacting as Han Solo to the loss of Chewie, it, it's not going to affect me in the way that it should, if we're going to lose him.
5: So you're saying we should do something other than drop a moon on him.
2: Actually, that's the only way you should kill Chu is by dropping Seriously. If you gotta have badass death, how much more metal are you than the only way to kill this freaking Wookiee is to drop a moon on him? He was like, Bullets don't hurt me! And you're like, How about a moon? Okay, that's gonna sting. Wait, that's the moon. Oh wait, it is. (laughs) What was it? It is a moon. Yeah, it is a moon. Oh crap.
1: I'm I'm like it was the picture of Luke actually that made me feel like he's going. Like, he's going, and yes, yeah. I understand he could come back as a ghost, but think about the first time or early times or trying to put yourself into the position of watching A New Hope for the first time and watching Obi-Wan get cut down. And it's still heartbreaking and stinging. Yeah. And if that happens to Luke, and if it happens to Luke, and I know that this is kind of treading in that old, I know, Nancy, I know. I know. Um, but treading in that legacy of the Force stuff, but what what if Adam Driver as Kylo Ren is related to the Solos and the Skywalkers, and what if he is the thing that Luke sacrifices himself selflessly for to become that more powerful agent, and he's struck down by one of his relatives because of this cyclical nature of Star Wars, where Luke had to refuse to strike down Vader, and now... That's the choice that, if Kylo Ren is related to them, that's the choice he's going to have. And he does not make the right choice. And he does cut down his uncle or father or whatever. I
5: think that's really going to depend on what the state of, maybe not necessarily the Jedi, but the light side accolades are at that point in the film. If there's no one else, I don't know if you can kill Luke. If there are
1: other folks who but can that, train,
5: that then raises it's the stakes,
1: though, right? Yeah. If Luke is the only the only Jedi around and they kill, well, I mean, he, there has to be, right? I mean, he's had thirty years; otherwise, he's like he's as big of a okay. failure if, and a liar he's been as Obi Wan.
5: Yeah. <laughs> and I I I sure hope they don't have some. Old Republic era Jedi just showing up out of the woodworks, yeah, where weird. because at that point it's like, where were you when planets were getting blown up?
2: Yeah, like Mace Windu yeah. showing up with like one less hand, all of a sudden that would be a bad
4: move. But you know? I, everyone talks about him being Obi Wan. I, I don't think he is. Like I never thought that. I'd, like I think he's more like Yoda. You haven't Yoda. seen the
1: picture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the picture. I mean, I know what
4: Mark Hamill looks like. <laughs> I've seen his beard. <laughs> It's but a glorious beard. It is it's, a glorious beer. It's pretty beard, freaking out it Right? But, I mean, for those
2: of you
5: who see
4: this, are not. I awesome. see him if okay, so if he is off by himself, you know, whatever, he why would he not be the Yoda and then Yoda lives through all three movies but, and I dies mean, peacefully? Why, why do you have to kill Luke? Why would in the he craft? have to kill
1: Luke? <laughs> what would he what what reason would he have to go into exile right after Return of the Jedi? We he don't won. know. He won where Yoda lost oh. in Revenge of the Sith. He had a great
5: Luke might go into exile. I do? Yes. <laughs> is it Tell her it. it. The, the, the no one believes him. When oh, yeah. Says. Oh, yeah.
4: We were talking about this on Twitter. It's like, so Luke goes off and, like, tells them all the stuff that happens, and the New Republic... Oh, no, about him being Vader's kid, mm. I would... He would want that to be known. Like, Luke would not want to lie about it, and I feel like the New That's Republic... A bad move. The New Republic would be like, yeah, no, we don't want people to know about that, and they they say ah he's crazy you know he's crazy old wizard oh. just
1: crazy old man he
4: goes and so he says fine he goes off and leaves leia's also in the resistance why can't she go with him and they go off and do their own thing so, so we have got time
1: for, for these last two questions so please make them good
0: okay. Um, in teaser two, uh, there's the scene with uh, Luke and uh, R2 around uh, a fire. Now, yeah. my whole thing, that's got to be a funeral pyre. And if so whose funeral is he at? And my theory on that is that it's Leia's because he's with R2. Oh, no. he Why do you think R2's, happiness? R2's two wait, wait. Let him finish. Let him finish. Let him finish. R2's two common threads was with Luke and with Leia at the beginning of the movie of uh, A New Hope. Now, we also see Leia get her lightsaber, and then later we see Finn with that same lightsaber. Why doesn't Leia have that lightsaber anymore?
1: So you're suggesting that Leia's actually the Obi-Wan, and Luke's just a crazy old man.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so that's, where, uh, that's where Finn has to go to complete his training, because Leia's no more.
4: They can't kill another lady. They don't have enough
0: in the They, they movie. don't. <laughs> um, I will bet all of the money in my pocket on it. Which is how much like my do you big have? empty pocket right now. Boy, <laughs> if that happens,
1: I hope you're ready for all <laughs> so, yeah. the think pieces. Um, I, You know, I, like, I I guess that's the thing that's most exciting about this. I love the prequels probably more than anybody in this room. That's true. Hey, and it is
5: true. Yeah. We've had the,
1: we've I know, the I know. Panel, I, know. I said probably. Okay. I said probably. <laughs> arguably. Um, and... The problem with them is that I knew how they were going to end up. No matter how much I liked Anakin, I knew he was going to be the guy who's like, yeah, sure, kill Alderaan. I don't care. I'm not going to stop this. I'm going to make my daughter watch. Um, So... We knew how that was going to end, and I think the thing that's most exciting about The Force Awakens, it, and, and this is why they had to wipe the, the EU slate clean, is that we have no idea. And we're all going into that theater with these bits of knowledge that they're releasing in magazines, and they're releasing in these mini-trailers. I mean, we've literally had two minutes and 15 seconds of footage, and that's it. By this time, all the prequels had two or three trailers before their release. Um, and full trailers, full two-and-a-half-minute trailers. And the marketing was out of control. And, and, I mean, I remember going in for Attack of the Clones for the Force Friday equivalent then, and all of uh, the the Count Dooku toys were labeled Darth Tyranus, and he had red lightsabers. And I'm like, well, I guess he's a Sith Lord. Um, <laughs> but they haven't made any of those mistakes. Same with the soundtrack for Phantom Menace. Like, how many of you guys bought the soundtrack for Phantom Menace? And you're like, Qui-Gon's noble, and what the... Um, so we don't know anything and it's so exciting and this is what I love about it and I love being able to have conversations like this to say like what do you think is going to happen and we could all be wrong or we could all be right or we could all have pieces of it and, and that's what I love most about being a Star Wars fan at this time right now.
2: Yeah I know me personally as much as this is a legacy movie and we have so many characters coming back almost as a final goodbye Everybody's on the chopping block. I mean, I would say one or two of the original guard will make it, but we're going to see a lot of the old guard like just die. I think that's as I much do. as I hate to say it. My gut instinct says we're probably going to lose, you know, Leia. We're probably going to lose Chewie. We're probably going to lose Luke or Han. Um, I don't know which ones, but the fact mm-hmm. is is that they're not long. If not in this movie, definitely in the next one. They will not make it to the end of the trilogy. I just I don't see it. We might get a survivor from the original movies, but not. All of
4: them. They can't, not The one person they cannot kill is R2-D2. They can't kill R2. <laughs> well, they've got BB-8
1: to replace him. What? They've got, they got BB-8 to replace oh. yeah, him. But if we
2: lose, uh, to if, accessorize. No. If
5: we Maybe lose R2, we lose our unreliable narrator.
1: Okay, sir. You're it. This, I hope it's great.
0: I just want to say that I was impressed, totally impressed, about the stone triple armor. I thought it was totally awesome when I saw it in the trailers. And I was just wondering, in, this, in the next movie, do you think that uh, these, these staunchers will have improved accuracy when they're aiming for their targets? No, not at all, no.
5: I, I don't know. I mean, it, th- that First Order sounds kind of fringy. I think their training resources it, might be even worse than the Empire's.
2: Yeah, I don't know. If J.J. Abrams is going back to old school Star Wars, no. Like, <laughs> no.
1: You know what? I will tell you why they will. Captain Phasma
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Captain Phasma will be able to hit Just about anything including BB-8 Whether it's with a blaster or her feet These blast marks are too accurate For sand people yeah, um, right. No I, I think they're going to be Much more threatening Than, than they were and, and there is that You know where you had the clones where so The clones were way more accurate because they were actually Trained and invested And kind of genetically modified To care about the cause, and the stormtroopers in the classic trilogy were like people who got forced to do it, you know, they got drafted or they they joined up so that they could have a better life you know, like, I don't want to die or get in this conflict or really even care about killing people because I'm just trying to earn a paycheck to support my family over here, we're like the, the poor people of the universe and This is what we got to do to survive. And these First Order people are like, they are acolytes. They are believers. And they know exactly what they're doing and why. And they are, I think they're going to be a much more deadly force to be reckoned with than, you know, than 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 the Stormtroopers in the Classic Trilogy. Very true. So, if anybody wants some of these, uh, last night at the Aftermath thing, we got... uh, Notes to excuse you from work that you were reading aftermath all night. Um, so if anybody wants to come up and take take some of these, uh, we we have these, and uh, thank you very much for coming.
2: There's actually uh, there's one thing, and this is just minor. Oh no no that's no, fine. If you guys are going to the uh, Star Wars uh, Force Friday finds that's going to be over in uh, the uh, Marriott, uh, I actually have something. Uh, I make handmade Star Wars little statues here. We have a BB-8 that we're giving away over there. It's the only one I've ever made. So it's a little 8-bit BB-8. So if you're interested in picking this up, they're going to raffle it off, one of a kind, over in the uh, Force Can Friday They wanted went? me to announce that. <laughs>
5: Are panelists eligible?
2: If you're in the in, room, yeah. Yes!
1: <laughs> as, <I> mean, I've, <laughs> as everyone's filtering out really quickly, uh, panelists, tell everybody where they can find you. Oh,
2: yeah, we didn't even do that. Uh, oh, uh, You can find me at SeanCassock.com or on Twitter at NumaZ.
1: Star Wars uh, Nancy
4: NancyPants, that's a Nancy with an I, on Twitter. Also, Tashi underscore station.
5: And the blog and podcast can be found at Tashi-station.net because domain squatters suck.
4: <laughs>
6: StarWarsReport.com.
1: Um, and then you can find me at Swankmotron or at Full of Sith. And you can find my columns. Actually, if you're interested in X Machina, my last piece on StarWars.com was about the connections between Star Wars and X Machina. And there are actually more than uh, just the actors in the film.